Hello and welcome to Let's Talk ERP Cloud Customers. This special edition podcast is brought to you in partnership with the Let's Talk Data Podcast. I am your host, Jennifer Frank McGrory. We have a great conversation planned for everyone today. In just a few minutes, I'm going to speak with Subra Goparju, the global CIO of Haynes Brands. Subra and I are going to give you a brief history lesson on Haynes Brands. And then we're going to jump right in and hear how Haynes Brands is using Rise with SAP to work to establish a digital foundation for a more unique experience for their customers. Now for that quick history lesson I promised you. Haynes Brand is a 121-year-old company and its brands are are staples in our community. I am confident every listener out there is wearing or has worn something manufactured and or sold under one of the Haynes Brands labels. I myself am wearing one today. I wanted to share two fun facts I learned about Hanes when I was researching the company. First, this champion brand that I happen to be wearing today was introduced in 1919. Can you believe it? That's a long time ago. But in 1930, a hood was added to their base product, which was the crew neck sweatshirt, in order to protect athletes and laborers from the elements. Something so simple that we wear for fashion was invented for a purpose. The next one is fun for me because uh, it brings me back to my childhood. But in 1972, uh, Hanes hatched what was the world's most successful brand ever called Legs. So that's spelled, for those of you who are not familiar, capital L, apostrophe, capital E, G, G, S. And, this not, and the novel development here were the, sh- the egg-shaped product containers that the pantyhose were packaged in. The egg style packaging was not only a hit, but it was a convenience to buy pantyhose closer to home during usual errands when it was, and, and, and it was a time saver for busy women at the time. And then finally, I'm gonna bring some of you back. Some of us may even have made a few home crafts, such as a Christmas tree ornament or a toy with a legs egg when they were little. I know that I have a few that I still keep on my tree here with my children. I've had to explain to them what they are. It's kind of fun. But anyway, to get more into the details of Haynes brand, I'd like to introduce Subra Goparju. Subra, I'm so glad you're here with us today, and I've only scratched the surface on what a cool company you're a part of. Can you share a little bit more about Haynes Brands and your role in the company? Absolutely. Uh, good afternoon, everyone. Uh, uh, thank you, Jennifer. Uh, thank you for wearing the champion hoodie. Uh, I'm oh, not wearing uh, a <laughs> champion product today. But Haynes, uh, as you said, is a $7 billion uh, company. It's everyday fashion company. The company operates in three segments, uh, innerwear, activewear, and what we call uh, international segments. As you said, it's a 100-year-old company headquartered in uh, Winston-Salem. We have over um, 59,000 employees, I believe, we are present in over 33 countries. We are leaders in uh, innerwear segment. We have very popular brands like Haynes, uh, Bali, Playtex, Barnes, Made in Farm, a uh, few more. Uh, we also have a substantial presence in activewear segment. Champion is our uh, flagship brand. Uh-huh. Uh, my role in the company is I'm a global CIO based in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Uh, the company has embarked on a massive transformation journey. The initiative is called Full Potential. It's public information. It was announced uh, with targeted uh, business outcomes. We're very excited to be part of Haynes. 
Well, thanks. We're so excited to have this. I'm so excited to have this interview with you. We've been talking, um, you know, a little bit over the last year. So I'm glad we finally got it on the calendar. But going back to Haynes, Haynes is a longtime SAP customer. I remember, um, you know, hearing about the SAP implementation. And as a matter of fact, I had to go back and your first girl live was in 1997. Can you tell me a little bit more about the driving facts behind your decision to transform? Sure. You know, uh, Haynes wanted to reposition itself into a growth company. So we want to be a consumer-centric mindset with a commitment to a growth strategy. As mentioned, uh, we announced the full potential initiative, So, which is basically, it means that we want to grow champion brand, uh, reignite our uh, innovative growth, and drive towards this consumer centricity and focus on rationalizing our portfolio of, the, of brands. So we want to transform our company as part of this uh, initiative, we chose uh, SAP Rise. We want uh, capabilities like end-to-end uh, -end, uh, inventory visibility, whether it is uh, wholesale, retail, or e-commerce. We want capabilities like uh, better fulfillment experiences, uh, whether our orders are fulfilled in a timely manner. I know with supply chain, we all, you know, most of, um, and for several organizations, there was a flash effect. You know. We want to have better consumer insights uh, by enabling real-time uh, analytics or capabilities like seamless integration, whether it is across systems or applications, uh, enable that frictionless consumer experience by embracing uh, omni-channel capabilities. Omni-channels like, uh, you know, buy online, pick in store, ship from store, ship to store, or omni-returns. And finally, you know, better uh, uh, financials uh, ability to close books faster, visibility to our cash flow. So we net net want to completely transform our business, uh, what how we are operating 25 years ago to uh, a modern retail centric, consumer focused, hyper digital uh, organization, if you will. And, and could you get a little bit more into the data driven organization component of of what you mentioned above? Sure. So we want to transform ourselves into a a data-driven organization. This function is very close to my heart. Underpinning this uh, strategy are three broad initiatives. The first one is enterprise data management. Like most of the companies, uh, our data is fragmented over the years. It's siloed and complex. We wanted to harmonize our data hierarchies across regions, across brands, improve our data quality. SAP master data governance is our MDM tool. We also uh, are uh, from uh, SAP BARDS, we use SAP BARDS. That's our preferred tool for all um, integration patterns, data integration patterns. The second initiative is real-time analytics. The data that was gathered from all these multitude sources, which is harmonized cleanse, we now want to have uh, real-time uh, uh, analytics around it. So SAP Data Warehouse on Cloud, called it DWC, was enabled in this journey. Uh, we, we have embedded analytics. So compared to the traditional days where data is collected and you're uh, building some dimension tables and then visualization on top, we want real-time insights. That is uh, afforded by uh, embedded analytics, analytics by Fury. And uh, there may be some use cases where 
uh, it requires uh, merging and meshing. And in that case, we use SAP uh, SAC, which is the analytics cloud. So that's mm -hmm. the second uh, initiative. The third and the final one is data governance. So the data that is cleansed, that is harmonized, obviously needs to be governed. Uh, data, as you know, is not um, static, but fluid. We enabled uh, data catalogs, uh, which provides the business context or semanticity to the data object. The enabling tool is SAP's information steward. So we use uh, business scorecards to manage the uh, data quality. So those are the three initiatives that we believe uh, will help us to be a data-driven organization. Well, you've got a lot going on there. So two, two questions here. What are you live with? And then how did you structure your projects to tie everything together? Because you've got so many moving parts. So let's, let's zoom out a bit. Let me provide you with some additional context and what we are trying to accomplish. Where are we in this journey? And then I'll uh, answer about specifics. Haynes, as, uh, as I said, it's a multi-brand, multi-region company. They're present in over 35 countries. Our plan is to set up and transform what I call our digital core. Our digital core is SAP S4 fashion and uh, SAP's CAR, which is the our system of record for omni-channel inventory visibility. Right. CAR is stands for Customer Activity Repository. The first step is we want to enable our platforms on uh, SAP RISE. SAP RISE is, you know, our, uh, our footprint is on Azure, entirely managed by SAP. The setup comes with a customer success manager and some of the engineers um, that really helped us, actually. The second is we implemented SAP's model company. The model company, as some of you may know, comes with accelerators. We implemented this model company. Accelerators means in terms of design, in terms of testing, um, what what are the common denominator, if you will, that uh, is applicable for a company like ours is packaged into a model company, and that's what we implemented it. NetNet, we were up and running in a matter of few weeks from a setup perspective. Uh, so that's where, you know, that's the context. We, uh, we went live with MDG uh, in July, uh, a few months ago, actually, 2022. Mm -hmm. Now right. we are on track uh, to go live uh, with Champion in April uh, April of next year. Is it all Champion or just in different regions? So uh, it's a great question. The Champion um, in North America. So okay. we want to now onboard, first of all, Champion in North America, then extend the platform to other regions and also onboard other brands. Our goal is NetNet to complete these rollouts within the next 24 to 28 months. So we have the model company, we have a, a playbook, a framework, a guideline. Now we want to onboard other brands and extend that platform to other regions. And then you mentioned integration earlier when you were talking about, but integration for any company is a challenge, especially with all the brands and you're doing worldwide uh, rollouts. How is Haynes looking to integrate differently? Integration is complex for any project. It's yeah. time consuming. The amount of time um, or work units involved to build interfaces is long. And that that makes it the timeline complex. 
I call it as a long pole in the tent, right? Uh, we mm. want to, uh, the approach that we took is we want to set up a global integration platform that powers all types of patterns, uh, whether it is application to application communication, business to business communication, call it EDI, for example, or mm -hmm. simply data integration. We talked, you talked about bots. So BTP, SAP's uh, business technology platform is our integration, uh, our global integration platform. The tool itself comes with a lot of accelerators, such as Integration Advisor, and that was really helpful for B2B communication. Our plan is to sunset all the legacy integration platforms and um, you know accelerate all these patterns uh, on the BTP platform. Really excited about the art of possible with uh, SAP BDP. That's awesome to hear. That's awesome. So, and, and again, with your with your transformation project with being multi-year and the timelines and with multi-brands and multi-regions that I just mentioned, how are you working with your stockholders from a governance perspective? How are you keeping them informed? Sure. So, for for a transformation program of this size and magnitude. You know, having a strong and functional uh, governance structure is not only critical, but paramount for our success. So we set up a, just like I'm sure most of the other projects, three-layered structure, I would call it. The first layer is a work stream layer or a project layer. We have projects like SAP IVP, S4 Fashion, Enterprise Data Management, uh, Manufacturing is another, another work stream, so you get the picture. So it's, it's uh -huh. imperative that there is a, I call it the first layer is what I call is three in a box. So you have a system integrator, an, uh, an Haynes IT person, and a business counterpart. So that's the three in a box structure. They meet on a daily basis. There's a weekly cadence of sort. 85% of the decisions are made at this level. That's the first level. The second uh -huh. layer is the core of the program. I call it as a program leadership team. This is represented by, you know, both business and IT, including our external partners, SAP, uh, and uh, system integrator leaders. This team mm -hmm. meets on a weekly basis. They have the 360-degree view of all the projects um, and responsible to ensure, you know, they are fully aligned to organizational intent. Call it 10% of so decisions are made at, at uh, this layer. And finally, there is a steering committee level. So this is the group where, um, you know, it's at, uh, they make 5% of these decisions that they have enterprise-wide view, call it as, uh, you know, all the ramifications uh, that are uh, corporate-wide, uh, more from visibility and governance point of view is at steering committee. So three, okay. three layers yeah. of governance. Um, awesome. Can I ask you, you mentioned SAP a few times and your systems integrator a few times. Can I ask you to get a, get more and to dive down in a little bit further into your partnership with SAP and your SI and who was your SI? So we have, you know, having an ecosystem of partners um, mm -hmm. who have strengths uh, in each area is critical, right? EY is our strategic partner, Thompson Young. Okay. Um, yep. we, they are helping us with... Um, finance implementations. Uh, Attune Consulting, which became rising, 
Wipro acquired, I believe, a tune mm-hmm. a few months ago. So Wipro is yeah. a partner uh, for implementing uh, order to cash and manufacturing modules. And then okay. we have a niche player for data, uh, for data migration. Uh, uh, SAP having you know too many partners, I would can be challenging. But if you manage them right, you can um, through power of collaboration you can actually leverage uh, each partner's strength. So we have a structure. Um, we had a fair share of challenges, I should say, but mm-hmm. we have a good governance structure in place. And then now we have this operational rhythm, uh, and now it's working well, I should say. That's great, and and it does take it takes a village, right? And I love what you said about how you know working each of the different partners and their strengths to really help you get across the the finish line with a success success flag in your hand or two, right? <laughs> yeah. All right, I'm going to take that a little bit more to organizational change management. You know, you've got a lot of people that have probably been with Payne's brands for a lot of years. And then conversely, you probably have a lot of employees uh, and team members who are just starting out in their careers. So how are you managing organizational change management? And then again, because you've been a longtime SAP shop, how are you maintaining that knowledge base with the natural flow of people moving on to new roles, onboarding new employees, et cetera? Enterprise adoption um, is always a challenge. So having a good uh, organizational change management strategy and initiatives underpinning it is is, uh, is the key. It's a key for success of any program, actually. Uh, we have set up a good uh, OCM structure. Uh, EY actually also helped us there. Um, we have, um, when we talk about OCM, there is a communication aspect to it both uh, internal and external. So we have aligned with um, corporate communication. There is also internal uh, communication, project communication, program communication. Uh, Business process modeling uh, to find what exactly is the business impact for each function and creating training documents uh, to fill the gaps and then executing the training, whether it is uh, key user training or end user training and then finally, having a good support structure from a change agent and super user network is critical. SAP's uh, Enable Now really helped us in creating uh, training content. So um, okay. it is not only a screen scraper, but um, but it would it would not sure how many of you have used Enable Now. If I'm stuck in auto creation screen, the tool also shows precisely. Don't give me the entire Bible, but tell me. How do I get past that particular field or screen or a, or a transaction? Uh, this tool also helped us, or the content created from this tool also is an input for um, for our test script uh, creation. So NetNet, to answer your question, we have um, a training repository created from Enable Now. Uh, also, the testing team utilizes that as an input uh, for test script creation. This is a... This is a question for the ages. If you had to go through this entire thing again, if you were sitting down with a friend or a colleague, would you make the same decisions? And how, what would you tell your colleague or partner or friend or whoever if they're getting ready to to to, um, to embark on a rise with SAP experience and a transformation at that with such with a company the size of yours? We're going to hold that thought right there. 
Join us for part two of the Let's Talk ERP Cloud customers when Subaru will answer this question and many more. Until next time, I am Jennifer Frank McGrory. Have a great rest of your day.